Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Benny Lewis, and today I want to talk about ways to avoid feeling like too much of an obvious foreigner whenever you're speaking a language and you're really worried about uh, standing out. For me, this is a, an essential thing as I'm traveling through Brazil. I really want to blend in as much as possible, not only because it'll make it easier to make friends and such, but also for my own safety. If it's very obvious that I'm a foreigner and I might be somewhere a little off the beaten track, then that could potentially be dangerous for me. So ideally, I would blend in as much as possible. And I've done this in the past where I've had projects where I tried to pass myself off as a local and I've had varying degrees of success. And since I'm going to be spending a big chunk of this year in Brazil, I'm truly trying to get my Portuguese to be as non-foreign as possible. It doesn't mean I'm I'm going to completely get rid of my accent and I'm going to fool everybody to think that I'm not a foreigner. It just it's essential for me that I stand out as little as possible. So I was thinking about this for in several things and I've talked to a few Brazilians who have given me really useful feedback for things that make my Portuguese stand out. One of the things that they said was a result of the fact that all my Portuguese maintenance in the decade or so since I've spent some considerable time in Brazil has been being a bit too much of the written format of Portuguese. So I'd continue to read Portuguese and it's one reason why I'm a little skeptical of people who base their entire language learning philosophy on just reading because the spoken aspect is so much so different to the written aspect in many ways. And I've been negatively influenced by the written aspect of Portuguese. And there's certain things about it, like for instance, if you want to say a go in Portuguese, when you say that in the written form, you say it as a, so that's H-A with an accent on it. But in the spoken form, they, they tell me that this sounds very formal and it sounds very scholarly it's not something that people really say in the real world they tend to actually say fies which is like uh it does similarly used in other sentences but this is how they use it to say ago and the best analogy with english is it's kind of like you wouldn't necessarily expect somebody to say i do not know that is not grammatically incorrect it is something you will see written down but native speakers just don't tend to say that. They would slur the words together and say, I don't know. And it's not really, if you imagine an English speaker coming to you and saying, I do not know, in that sense, unless it's some aspect of enunciating your words to sound clearer or something like that. In general conversations, that's a big red flag. And that's something that would indicate this is not a native speaker. So these are the kind of things that I'm trying to go in for. And another one is not necessarily language related, but just the fact that if you're in a foreign country, you don't tend to think about things as quickly. So something that happened to me the other day was I was uh, driving and had to pay a toll. And the lady at the toll asked me if I had one heao, the local currency. And I didn't. And I thought to myself, oh, maybe would two do? And I said that. And the way I said it, I asked my teacher afterwards and they said, no, no, the way you said it was fine. Your accent was, wasn't strong. You didn't make a grammatical mistake. But it was just the fact that 
you don't actually solve the problem if you give them two reais of their currency because mathematically it just doesn't work out. You're not actually solving any problem compared to the number that it was previously. So this was more a case of me not doing the mental arithmetic and then saying something that just doesn't make sense, even if grammatically it makes sense. So these are the things that I think traditional language learners, when they're thinking about the complexities of a language and trying to blend in and sound less like a foreigner, these are the things that really tend to drag you down much more than a lot of the grammar rules and scope of vocabulary that you would imagine are bigger problems are actually going to be introducing. And then, of course, as well as all of that, I'm also getting some training on my pronunciation, my rhythm, my tonality, just so that my accent isn't as strong. And I might come back to that in future podcasts to share some of the things I've learned, especially as they would apply to other languages. But today, I just wanted to focus a bit more on the ideas that I was talking about, that you want to make sure you're getting feedback from native speakers on things that may, you don't necessarily want them to correct you on things that are wrong, because like I said, that use of the word ago in Portuguese was not incorrect. It's more a case that it was not naturally spoken Portuguese. It's naturally written Portuguese. So try to get that kind of feedback with your teacher and say, I'd really want to uh, focus on improving my spoken language including things that I say that technically would still be correct when written down. And that kind of feedback can make a world of difference to making you sound much more natural and to stand out less. And you don't necessarily have to do some kind of a spy James Bond, pass yourself off as a native. It's more a case of just you make friends easier when they see you with this barrier as a foreigner a little bit less And then in my case, it's just safer if I stand out a lot less when I'm traveling in the country. So maybe you haven't considered that before. Um, These other non-language specific aspects of, well, I would say language, but the academic aspect of language learning that becomes a lot less important when you really hone in on what are you actually saying in the language. So hopefully that's given you some food for thought. And of course, you want to join me and ask me more questions. I'm always live with the students of the bootcamp, uh, me and other coaches. So do join us there at languagehacking.com slash BC. And I'll be very happy to chat to you about your own language learning problems and to share more in-depth stuff that I'm learning with my own travels and language learning, of course. So thanks as always for listening. Until the next time, happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis and produced by Kitachai Boonthong, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. Theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and happy language learning.